Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Good Orderly Direction, Practical Tools of the Bible. Today, we'll be discussing Genesis 29, the story of Jacob, Rachel, and Leah. One day, while Jacob was talking to Rachel's brothers, Rachel came to the watering hole with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherd. Remember, this is also how the servant found a wife for Isaac. And water represents salvation and the Spirit of God. So kind of contemplate why these meetings, why the Bible has these meetings regularly occurring at the watering hole. Aside from the fact that it's just practical back in those times because everybody had to come get water. Not everyone who drinks from the fountain is filled with the Spirit. Not everyone who comes from the water comes to the watering hole is filled with the Spirit of God. And that's important to remember. We see that even today. Not everybody who goes to church is filled with the Spirit of God. I wish it were so, but it's not. Uh, and we need to recognize that that, that that occurs. It should also be noted that Rachel was a shepherd for sheep. Jacob's love for her eventually causes him to return to the flock. So you can see that um, metaphor also playing out throughout this story. Remember, Jacob has just uh, deceived his father and had to flee from his brother's wrath because he uh, got his father's blessing through trickery. Uh, and, and that's not what God wanted him to do. That's not what uh, necessarily was planned to have happened. We know God anticipated Jacob getting that blessing, but we don't necessarily know that it had to be done through trickery. So Jacob is uh, kind of on his own right now, and Rachel will bring him back into the fold. When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of his uncle Laban, and Laban's sheep, he went over and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered his uncle's sheep. Again, more symbolism here that really we don't want to gloss over. While there might be practical issues here, we might also consider how this might foreshadow when the stone was rolled away from Jesus' tomb by an angel in Matthew 28.2. We see this huge stone being rolled away so people can access salvation. In this case, they're accessing water, which represents salvation. In Matthew, they're accessing the tomb of Jesus. Jacob kissed Rachel and told her that he was a relative of her father and a son of Rebekah. She ran and told her father. As soon as Laban heard the news, he hurried to meet him. Laban had two daughters. The older was named Leah and the younger Rachel. Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will work for you for seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. We see again, Jacob is trying to cut in line, if you will. He knows good and well that it's customary to marry the older daughter first. And this is just like the eldest son is supposed to get the birthright. He cut in line in front of Esau. Now he's trying to cut in line by taking Rachel before Leah. 
Laban said, I'd rather give her to you than to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob worked for Rachel for seven years, but it seemed like only a few days because he loved her so much. When have you wanted or loved something so much that it totally motivated you to work for it? You just, you did whatever you needed to do and you really didn't think about it because you were so driven. If you're doing something to benefit things that are important in your rich and meaningful life, are you more motivated? Generally, the answer is yes, probably. So if you're doing work and this work, whatever you're doing for work, helps you move towards your rich and meaningful life, do you dread that work? Does it feel like drudgery? Or do you see it as a means to an end and you embrace it as a means to an end? Exercise. Not everybody loves to exercise. But if you see it as a way to stay healthy in order to be able to engage in those things that are important in your rich and meaningful life, does it make it easier to do? Jacob said to Laban, the time has come, and Laban pre prepared a banquet. However, in the evening, he brought his daughter Leah to Jacob. In the morning, Jacob realized he'd been tricked and said to Laban, what have you done to me? Didn't I work for you to have Rachel? Laban said, where we live, we don't give the younger woman before the oldest. I will give you Rachel for your work if you work for me for seven more years. So that is what Jacob did. He didn't fight about it. He didn't continue to pursue his anger. He recognized that that's the way it was and that was customary in, in that um, region. And he went with it. Jacob, who had tricked his father, is tricked by Laban, his father-in-law. So we might think of it as what goes around comes around. How does Jacob's response to Laban when he realizes he's been tricked show prudence, respect, and endurance? Yes, he could have thrown a hissy fit. However, it was just Jacob. How likely is it he would have that he would have been able to leave with Rachel if he would have thrown a temper tantrum. Probably very unlikely. And what might have been the negative consequences if he had alienated this family? He shows respect by recognizing, even though he's angry about what happened, that he didn't get his own way, he shows respect to the customs of his uncle and also to the family by saying, okay, this is how it's got to be. This is how it's got to be because I want to marry Rachel. And he shows endurance by letting go of his anger and continuing to work for seven more years. He says, all right, I'll push through because it means that much to me. It's that important to me. Think of times you've done something that was not reflective of God's love. You were impatient, envious, disrespectful, resentful, lazy, unkind, dishonest, or rude. How did it come back around? A lot of times we find what we put out comes back to us. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. 
Likewise, think of ways you've been patient, earnest, respectful, forgiving, enduring, compassionate, truthful, or selfless. How has that come back around for you? In this story, we see prudence, again, because Jacob could have thrown a tantrum, but he recognized that that was not the way to get what he truly wanted. We see Jacob work hard. He uses earnestness. We see forgiveness. We haven't talked about that one yet. Jacob doesn't bear a grudge. He forgives Laban for, for uh, tricking him. How would holding on to anger and resentment do more harm than good? How does Jacob use his energy instead? And, and we talked about how instead of hold, holding anger and grudges and trying to cut corners, he did his best work in order to earn the right to marry Rachel. Endurance. Jacob continues despite being tricked. And he recognizes the importance of custom and culture. And truthfulness, or lack thereof, we see in this story. Because this time, Jacob was being truthful and he got tricked.